Hi, everyone. I am Renda Cherney, the host of Snack Break from Source. Every Monday through Thursday, we take 20 minutes to cover hot topics in commercial architecture and design, including new product releases, designer stories, industry leaders, and the impact of design. If you're tuning in live, know that you're automatically muted, but you can use the chat feature to ask questions or say hello. You can also find a video recording on demand at tothesource.com, or you can subscribe to our new podcast on Apple or Spotify podcast by searching source snack break. Um, today is Tuesday, the 8th of September. So we are talking about the impact you can make as a designer. And today we are talking to one of my favorite people, Bergen with Cradle to Cradle. Um, and we are gonna talk about how Cradle to Cradle works and what the history of it is. But before we do that, hey Bergen, how are you? Hey Ren, great to see you. You're also one of my favorite people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, I'm glad to take this. This is almost a uh, happy hour for me on the East Coast. Yes, so, I um, love that. So before we get into um, Cradle to Cradle, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to be at Cradle to Cradle? What was your background, and why did you want to work in this field? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, my name's Bergen Hubert, and you know I'm the built environment uh, manager for the Americas at the Cradle to Cradle Products Innovation Institute. Um, you know, I, I've dedicated my life um, and short career to working to protect um, the welfare of humans in the environment. And, you know, I thankfully work for an organization um, that fundamentally strives to do that, um, you know, at the Institute. I um, specifically work with building product manufacturers and their suppliers, uh, members of the AD community, um, and owners and developers uh, to try to increase the number of C2C specifications and certifications. Um, and, and more broadly, safe and circular materials in the built environment. Um, before I joined the Institute, um, my background is in environmental science and sustainability. Um, I worked at a material health and toxicology consulting company Ooh. for quite some years out of Washington, D.C., um, and um, then joined environmental consulting, and then now I'm at the Institute. That's awesome. Well, I'm a huge fan of Cradle to Cradle. You're kind of one of the OG certifications. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the history of Cradle to Cradle. I know it comes from a book by mm -hmm. William McDonough. So can you talk a little bit about that history and how that transformed into a product certification? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, some of you may have read Cradle to Cradle, Remaking the Way We Make Things. I know it was a um, required reading for, for my master's degree. Um, and it kind of bridges sustainability, environmental science, economics, um, design, architecture, chemistry. Um, so following the publication of that book in 2002, um, William McDonough and uh, Michael Brongard developed the first version of the Cradle to Cradle Certified Product Standard in 2005. Um, as the standard continued to evolve, subsequent versions were developed in 2009 and 2013. Um, and the Institute was uh, founded in 2010 and is deeply rooted in the cradle to cradle design philosophy that's laid out in their book. Um, today at the Institute, our vision is one of a world where safe materials and products are designed and manufactured in a prosperous circular economy to maximize health and well being of people and planet. And Ooh. we work, yeah. <laughs> And we work towards this vision by administering what is called the Cradle to Cradle Products um, uh, Program. And this is what guides designers and manufacturers um, through a certification assessment process. And that's based on five categories of sustainability. Um, and 
building materials, interior design, furniture, um, office supply actually make up the largest percentage of Cradle to Cradle certified products at 70%. That's great. for us exactly yeah so in sort of layman's terms let's talk about like product circularity and what that means like what a circular economy kind of looks like and the phrase cradle to cradle basically means that they're looking to design and develop products that at the end of their life in one use can be turned back into itself exactly yeah exactly so um most of our products that we make are are not designed for recycling or reuse um and this this causes us to you know rapidly consume resources and um at at a pretty alarming rate um (laughs) the traditional kind of take make waste or linear approach to designing and making products is just no longer effective um, you know, most everyday products, including building materials, um, use known hazardous substances and they end up in landfill. Um, so it was actually our founders that wrote in their other book called The Upcycle. Um, human beings don't have a pollution problem. They have a design problem. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So it is um, it's, it's really time to like rethink um, the way um, we design and, and make products. Uh, and so the concept of the circular economy represents a significant shift in the way we make, um, use resources and materials and finished products. Um, so in layman's term, a circular economy is an alternative to that traditional take, make, waste or linear economy. And the idea is to keep resources in use for as long as possible, extract the maximum value from them while they're in use, and then recover the product at the end of each service life. Got it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we work with a lot of carpet manufacturers who do this, where you order the carpet, it goes into a project for a long time, hopefully, um, and then when you pull it back out, you can send it back to the carpet manufacturer. And what they do is they pull the fiber away from the backing, they grind up the backing and turn it into more backing, and they melt the fiber back down and turn it into basically new fiber. So that is sort of like the cradle to cradle, like dream scenario there, is that a product is created, used, and then sent back and turned back into itself. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, um, it is, you know, companies are designing their products for easier disassembly. So that process you were just describing, um, and then they're actually actively recovering their product and its materials. And then they're successfully incorporating those materials into, you know, new cycles and into back into their supply chain. And I just want to point out though, that fundamentally cradle to cradle is so important that those materials are made up of safe materials. So those, so before we can even think about cycling, we want to make sure that they're free of toxic substances or chemicals of high concern. To begin with. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the five categories that you evaluate a product on, yes. um, because that is one of the reasons I find Cradle to Cradle to be such, um, a, not just robust, but also a meaningful certification, because you do look at five different categories, not just one. Can you describe those? Yeah, no, of course. So, um, you know, the work of the Institute is supported by independent assessment bodies or or third party consultants who actually work with the product manufacturers to ensure that their products, um, processes and policies, you know, kind of all meet the um, kind of rigorous requirements of our standard. Um, And these assessment bodies ultimately make recommendations to the Institute and the Institute then awards the final certification. And like you mentioned, um, certification is based on um, the results in five key categories of sustainability. 
Uh, material health being kind of that foundational um, uh, uh, attribute. And that is to ensure that the chemical ingredients in a material have been inventoried, assessed, and then optimized for human and environmental health. Um, the second category is product circularity, which we kind of just touched on. And that is to ensure that products are intentionally designed for their intended use cycles, and then they're actively being cycled. Mm -hmm. uh, the third category is water stewardship, and fundamentally that water is treated as a precious and shared resource and is available to all organisms. Um, renewable energy and climate stewardship. So that is that we are having a positive impact on the renewable energy supply and that we're balancing um, climate change and greenhouse gases. And then the last and um, not least important um, is social fairness. Uh, and that's to ensure manufacturers are committed to upholding human rights and applying responsible business practices to all of their stakeholders. I love that. So it's kind of wrapping a lot of certificates into one. You're looking at material health, how toxic are the materials that's being used in this product? How is it being made and what type of energy or you know, um, natural resources are being used and how is the company treating its employees? I mean, that's fabulous. Right. It's, an, it's a, what we call a multi-attribute certification. So, you know, there are there are many sustainability certifications. You know, you can um, we are cross sector as well. So um, we don't just certify building materials. We certify fashion and textiles, consumer products, packaging. Um, and, you know, you can find a multitude of certifications, um, you know, under each of those kind of product sectors, um, as well as material type, you know, cotton versus polyester versus wood. Um, and, you know, we try to recognize a lot of those different standards within ours, um, because we think that, you know, within their own right, that they have, um, you know, many positive attributes, um, you know, but, but we do feel like for the circular economy, we are, you know, um, the, the, um, the best certification to, to kind of prove those 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 five key categories. I love that. Okay, so let's talk about why designers should care about this or why they should talk to their clients about caring about this um, and what impact it has. Yeah, yeah, so that statistics, um, you know, a pretty startling one that I like to bring up. And, you know, it's kind of what impact does the built environment have? Um, you know, I think sometimes we, we don't realize, you know, how large of an impact it truly has. And, you know, we are a product level or material level certification. Um, but when it comes down to it, we, you know, have a large, you know, role to play in, you know, our entire built environment. Yeah. Um, and yeah. You know, let me interrupt yeah. really quickly. For those of you on audio, let me read this statistic that I got from Bergen. That is 160 million tons of building related construction and demo debris are created annually in the U.S. alone. So 160 million tons of just demo and more than a third of global carbon dioxide emissions are attributed to manufacturing. So that's what you're talking about, that sort of circular economy that like two pieces of it are really contributing to negative um, environmental um effects and yeah. we should fix both of them and we could do it at the same time yeah no that's totally true and then even just to kind of amplify this farther you know this is the current state of affairs um and you know i like to throw another statistic around you know our global population is 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 ever growing and you know the un projects that you know by the time uh, i think 2050 we'll be at 9.6 billion people um, and to accommodate these people, we will have to have two and a half trillion square feet of new space. Um, that's equivalent to a New York City every month. So that is, you know, just kind of adding to this um, mass and scale. 
Um, and then we actually don't have enough resources for these people. This actually will require two and a half to four times that we have available on planet Earth. So the idea is that we have all of this waste. We don't have enough virgin raw you know, resources. How can we connect the dots here and not to the circular economy, right? So yeah. finding new applications for waste and then ideally never relying on raw resources ever again. So yeah. dream world. Um, you know, that's, that's the way the circuit economy would work. I love that. So let's talk, I know, um, let's talk about the future because I know that Cradle to Cradle is about to release a new version of Cradle to Cradle. And I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about what's in this new, um, yeah. this new version. So designers, you're getting a sneak peek right now. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. So tell us about this new version. What's different? Um, how did it come about? Uh, what did you hear and how did that um, influence the changes that you all made? Yeah, I mean, I think um, this is a, I will say, an exciting time because I don't want to focus on the negative so much um, for, you know, our organizations and others alike to really kind of, um, uh, you know, push to transform um, the scale and safety of, you know, building products designed for the circular economy. I mean, we really have an opportunity to hit what I like to, I like to call the reset button um on designing and manufacturing um, and i think source complements you know this mission very well um you know the idea is that we hope to continue to educate and empower others to become a positive force in society and the environment um, and that's that's done through designing and, and selecting sustainable products in my opinion um, so you know as part of our ongoing commitment to continuous and continuously improve the standard um, we have begun the development of version four and it's currently in version 3.1. It has been for quite some years. So we're really excited to, to launch version four, four later this year. And again, the intent is to really be the multi-attribute, the leading multi-attribute, multi-industry science-based standard for verifying products for the circular economy. And some of the things we really are focusing on here is um, in addition to material health and product circularity, which I feel like we've touched on quite a bit, um, are, you know, increasing, you know, our reporting around material transparency. Um, you know, we are a third party verified um, certification. So everything does go through, um, you know, all information is down to 100 parts per million in each homogeneous wow. material. So it's quite expensive. And, and again, it is assessed, I guess, on 21 human health and environmental endpoints. So it is a very rigorous process, but we haven't been so transparent externally because we think you know, transparency is, um, should be intentional and purposeful. Um, so with our new material health certificate, which will be part of our version four reporting, um, we hope to be, you know, a little more transparent about what is in the products, even though with confidence, you can be sure that they've been assessed down to that really rigorous point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of designers and architects are asking for this information. You know, they're used to seeing HPVs and declare labels. Um, and they're becoming a, a more educated, um, um, you know, resource. I think that, um, you know, so we've kind of heard the market in that regard. And I hope that, um, you know, the new material health certificate will be well received. Awesome. So for those designers who are asking for more information about what's in a product so they can see it listed out, that's something you guys are looking to implement for version four. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So that's well, designers, I'm so excited. There's just another place to look for material ingredients, just what we needed. I'm so excited. Um, is there any other part um, to sort of, I know you were going to also focus more on the circular economy. What does that kind of look like in the, certi in the certificate or this new version? 
Yeah. So we're actually coming out with it. What's called a um, circularity data report. Ooh. So, um, yeah, some buzzwords and kind of the circular economy are things around, you know, um, you know, material banks or materials passports. How can we kind of track, um, you know, where a material ends up? What are its kind of circularity attributes around? You know, how do we effectively disassemble this? We just, you know, showed that you know, terrible statistic around, you know, um, demolition waste, because a lot of times, even if you spend all of this time and investment, um, you know, creating a circular product, it may never end up where it should be at the end of its life. Yeah. So proper end of use instructions, proper disassembly instructions. So that way, if even if a building changes hands three or four times, and that carpet gets ripped up, there's a 1-800 number, you can send it back to the factory, it gets back and the circular economy is actually realized. So those are some things that we're, you know, um, you know, pushing for version four. So, you know, I think that, you know, the more information and kind of outputs from the certification will always help, you know, architects and designers understand the importance, um, you know, of, of, of these circular materials, right? So I think yeah. that, um, you know, it's one thing to have a certification and have the logo, but, you know, more information and outputs and reporting around what criteria and what's actually achieved is always so important. It's kind of like we have to change not only how we design, but also how our process is for the end of life of a material, because in the, we're just used to a certain way of doing things. And so if we can help develop those new sort of patterns of behavior that will sure. help us get a more circular economy. It just has to become more separate nature. I mean, like, I hate to date myself, but when I was young, recycling was not a huge deal. And now look at us, We've, we're like separating our our cans, we've got our, we, we know what the plastic numbers are, like we've got it figured out. So just sort of changing our own sort of habits and behavior is a big part of that. Yeah, and it's it's not even it's 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 one step above that. We're requiring these you know systems to be in place. Yeah, you know having these take back programs in place. It's not just a, it's it's actually walking the walk, right? So you know you have to have these you know circular systems you know built into your design processes and um, in your manufacturing process. Got so it. I think that um, it it actually has accountability behind has teeth behind what. Um, you know, we're actually, you know, promoting. It's one thing to throw up, you know, can in the recycling bin, but you have to know that that, that that's actually going to be realized into a new can, right? Yeah. So those things have to be in place. So a designer will know if they pick a product that's cradle to cradle certified, A, they'll know that it's been rigorously vetted by third party, um, right. science-based, right. that they're looking at five different categories, and that not only have are you requiring that, it's that a product is designed for a circular life cycle, but they have the systems in place to actually do that. So exactly. a designer can put that in their spec that like not only does this product go down, but it has to come back so they can have an influence in that. Yeah, so at higher levels, of, you're exactly right. Higher levels of achievement, systems are in place and then proof of active recycle, active cycling. So That's it's fabulous. making it into the product. Yeah, so, so yeah. when you pick a cradle to cradle product, you know that stuff is actually happening. You can feel really good about it, right? So you can talk to your clients about like, you're actually making a difference when you pick a product like this because you know that it's actually happening, which feels nice as a designer because you don't know how to verify that like the carpet you specified is now being ground back up. Like having that um, sort of knowledge that someone else is, has got your back is really great. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, we really do stand behind safe, circular, and responsibly made. And, 
you know, I think that um, you're exactly right. If it has the C2C, you know, certified logo, you can, you can, you know, rest assured that those are happening. But again, kind of providing these additional outputs that can still empower designers and architects even further, where they can say, wow, 95% of this product is um, being actively, you know, cycled back into the product. You know, those are metrics that we're trying to get to architects and designers through things like the circularity data report, the material health certificate, where they can say there are no carcinogenic substances in this product. You know, really empowering people to, you know, communicate what this really means and why is it so important that I specify this product. Yeah. And then you can talk to your client about it. When you have real numbers, you can talk to your client about it easier, you know? Um, so right before we wrap up, we like to ask everybody on Transparency Tuesdays, how are you shaping the market and how is it shaping you? And I feel like we touched on this a little bit, but if you had like two sentences on this, what, what do you think? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, a lot of what we just talked about, I mean, th that's the true impact that we're striving for. It's a change in mindset. It's, it's not just a certification. You know, I think that's really important to understand, um, you know, when talking about the Institute's work and what we're trying to impact. And, um, you know, companies that have certified products, um, you know, use our philosophy as a framework to embed these principles, you know, into their entire process. Um, you know, designers, architects, um, facility owners, developers um, are truly the ones driving the charge to specify and use cradle-to-cradle certified building products. And they're the powerful accelerator in the movement towards circular building design. Um, if designers are not asking for specifying um, and, you know, designing, actual designers designing these products, um, you know, into these projects, you know, Product manufacturers may not put in the investment, um, you know, even though we'd like to think that they would. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm trying to say is that everybody has a role to play. Um, and, you know, there's also um, a growing demand from certification systems like LEED and Well, BIFMA, um, brands and retailers like Google and Amazon, um, and governments and institutions that all recognize cradle to cradle in their work and they reward. Uh, the use of sustainable products and materials in their systems and purchasing guidelines. So I think that everybody has a role to play. Yeah, it's like um, creating a circular economy. It's a circular, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, the chicken or the egg sometimes, you know, I think, um, you know, if, if um, you build it, they will come. Yeah. Um, but I think that at the same time, it's, it's, you know, I feel like every day um, it's my job to, you know, help, um, you know, drive this, idea forward and hope that you know others see the value in it and um you know that comes from architects and designers and from building manufacturers alike i think that they're they both have a role to play awesome well designers if you are pumped on cradle to cradle you can go to our website right now and start looking for cradle to cradle certified products um it is in the impact certificates and labels um little tab there. And so if you have any questions, as you can tell, Bergen's amazing resource. So chat those in now if you've got them. Um, for those of you um, who are on our podcast, you can check out the episode description for the same link to get some Cradle to Cradle products immediately. Um, in the meantime, 
We're also, we have tons of more snack breaks headed up your way next week. We have another Transparency Tuesday. I'm really excited. Um, so definitely smash that register now button. In the meantime, Bergen, this was amazing. I'm so excited for the new um, version of Cradle to Cradle. And I'm really excited to see where this goes and how designers can really start to make a difference and, and move the, the needle a little bit. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ren. And, and thank you, Source. And, um, you know, if anybody, uh, you know, has any additional questions or want to know more about Cradle to Cradle certification or just the circular economy in general, please reach out to me. Um, you know, my email address is bergen at c2ccertified.org. That's Bergen, B-E-R-G-E-N at C2Ccertified.org. Awesome. I love, I can't wait to see these products and this circular economy start rolling. I'm so excited. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much, Bergen. Thank you, everyone. We'll see ya. <laughs> Bye. No.